tell them here and let them be. Well, I got something deep inside of me. I can't hide it anymore. It needs to be so free. There's no time to let this tale get old. No, no, no. It's the best. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, here in the belly of the beast is my friend. Uh, the tel- belly of the beast in your kitchen. That's right. In my, <laughs> yes, we're we're taping in the kitchen. It's a uh, television writer, Lindsay Villarreal. That's very generous. I guess I am a television writer now. I've you, written one episode of internet television. That counts. <laughs> no, you have a you have a credit. Yes, what what TV is now is redefined and yeah. it's content. You wrote what you wrote like a one hour yeah. show, right? Yeah, yeah. Face the Facebook show Sacred Lives, yeah. Everybody's yeah. like, How do you find I'm like the same way you find your friend's page. <laughs> you stalk them and you're like, I'm gonna search them on Facebook and then you start stalk the show and you find the show and you listen to the show. Yeah. No, you're show. No, you're legit. That counts. It, oh, that 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 totally counts. Good. Um, but I get the the writer's, you know, plight of imposter syndrome and that. I know. No, it, I always feel that. Yeah. But it's it's also marked by like, am I getting insurance? Which the answer is no. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I feel like that is also something that like categorizes you. Are, do you physically write for television? Are you getting benefits? <laughs> yeah. No, I... I have no identity. Then. <laughs> I have like no career at all. No. If, if it's marked by insurance. Then, if yeah. it's marked by insurance, I think we're all losing. Yeah. Uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, I, I have known, I will tell the audience, I've known you for a, a few years. Uh, Long time, man. Like we started school in like 2010 and that's when I met Jin. Yeah. Well, I didn't start school then. Right, but but, but yes. You, yes, that's true. You, yeah met through Jin, my spouse and uh i get but you know well here okay is this is what i usually tell like my guests like yourself something maybe i've never told you before okay i'm really uh, interested. as as thematic a thematic tie to like the whole episode you know and the concept of this podcast um i've probably i don't i don't think i've said this to you uh but i feel like You've always been someone that sort of, to me, isn't afraid to have a confrontation. No. In a, in a positive way. Like, <laughs> something's not right, and you are one to speak up about it, oh, I yeah. think. You and should tell that to all my Tinder dates. All your- <laughs> <laughs> they are not down with that. Well, you just got... <laughs> This just happened last night. I was like on this date with a student. He was like, wow, you are very opinionated. And I was like, yep, next. Bye. See you later. <laughs> um, I mean, I, find, I mean, I think that's admirable because I'm, I'm, I didn't really, that was not my professional mantra for most of my adult life was to just like speak up on things. Like I would sort of, you know, I'd be the one in the office. I, I would, I wouldn't be in the power position. So like, I didn't want to like necessarily say something that was like not right. 
See, I, I didn't want to I'm lose. like the opposite of like I've been like spending most of my life trying to like shut up. <laughs> like I spend a significant amount of my time like not turning into like an all out chola, you know, just like trying to f- pick a fight with everybody I know. And I think professionally you should not try to pick a fight with everybody, you know, but uh, it's just not in my nature to like not write what is wrong, you know, or yeah. like, you know, even if it is like um, something that. I think is necessarily wrong, but maybe other people don't like, that's a part of me like trying to, to stop and listen and like, not, yeah, not be so confrontational all the time is like, how can I listen more to what's going on without having a direct opinion yeah. immediately without listening to every side of it, you know? Oh yeah. No, I, I should clarify like, no, like the day to day is not like you just confronting yeah. people everywhere we go. What, what are you doing with that apple in your hand? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's not the day to day. It's very, very pleasant. Most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. I just say I've seen or, or like heard you, you know, speak out about issues or, or were you there them. that time that we you were there remember we went to we we're in koreatown and we like had gone out one night for something it was like a movie yes and that homeless person was like accosting us but they were he was like calling all the women in our group bitches and yes. i like confronted I him and i was like get the fuck out of our faces i remember alexis told me she was like that was the moment i knew you were down for me at any moment <laughs> and i was like that's very true i do i do actually i do remember that yeah because you yeah it was, it, it, it was, was not cool that some random person was videotaping us and calling us bitches. It was, oh, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, it was. It was, he was trying to get some performance thing. Like it wasn't. On you, like he was doing a video. Yeah. And he was like laughing about it. Yeah. It was like. Uh, it wasn't a homeless. homeless no. Person. It was like somebody trying, like doing some weird joke thing. It was, I mean, there were, there were homeless people around, but the, it was like some millennial doing some kind of youtube video and trying to get reactions yeah and then... also equivalent to a homeless person <laughs> no that's fucked up please i there's a homeless problem in la i that i care about no, no of course no um so yeah so i mean that's 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 Lindsay. uh or well part of Lindsay. it's not all you're more than that obviously but uh am i yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody has multiple dimensions. And, yeah. You know, or they should, you, you don't always realize it, but. No. Uh, so we're going to get into Lindsay's untold story that is going to be publicly unearthed for the first time, uh, exclusive. Um, and i'll see we'll see where it goes i i, well, I i'll see where this goes i don't know where this is going either oh like you, <laughs> you don't even know where it's going it's like a hodgepodge it's like a ghost story slash slash losing slash slash losing a friend story wow okay that that's a that's a very enticing teaser right it's not like a specific moment but it's like a, a cumulative uh you know moments I've, I've e- had that equal to one bigger realization we've had that on 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 the series oh good we've had some people tell like chronologies of like a relationship or an experience a series of experiences that like so that's you're, you're you'll be good you're, well the co- specific color to this is that the ghost stories color the relationship okay you're wow ready? i'm yeah I'm, I'm i don't even i'm nervous <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now because 
in the like 20 minute, minutes like that I did some research for this story before I came to your house, I came across this like very interesting article of um, like ways to know that you're being haunted. Oh my gosh. Wait, hold on. I should have looked this up before. Um, Lindsay is using a cellular phone to look up uh, something about being haunted right now. And, and it's only slightly scary because I lost the article. Um, anyways, hold on. I'll look this up later. Um, anyways, it starts with when I was younger, I had um, a friend who lived with us. And it was like kind of a sad story, just like her own like upbringing her parents were kind of abusive and like so she would come to live with us um off and on and then towards the end of high school she ended up living with us more permanently but this girl was like my friend since I was like 10 years old right since like okay fourth or fifth grade and we we just grew up together middle school high school we went through like the whole roller coaster of like teenage emotion together yeah and there was just small moments like punctuated throughout our knowing each other um, where I don't know. Have you ever known somebody that's just like there's something otherworldly about them, whether or not mm. like you experience weird things in their presence or they're they say something sometimes that like triggers something to happen in real in the real world. I think, yeah, I may know. Off the top of my head, I think I know one person that always references mystical stuff. Right. Like, that, like, always happens to and that person. And then happens. Yeah. Like, so since we were kids, this... And I I would question them as her own kind of, like, fictionalized stories if it wasn't for the fact that, like, whenever we were together, I would see things or experience things. But I've never, ever had another ghost experience without her. Okay. Like, okay. when this person was present in my life, ghosts person not present no ghosts so it's just like this person somehow was like the um communication like communication between another world for me right so this girl i'll tell you her name because i don't think that she follows me or cares about me anymore her name is jennifer serta and we were (laughs) okay we were best friends in um in high school and in middle school and in texas and uh we we just like we clicked from the beginning and but from very early on, her family lived in McAllen, Texas, which is like kind of like south, almost near Mexico, like very, very south Texas. Okay. So okay. I spent summers with her sometimes and I would go down and see her family. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to South Texas, but South Texas just has this like ghostly, barren, barren vibe a little bit. Okay. It feels, it feels haunted. That's... So she, we would, we went down and one summer that we went down, she was waiting on her parents and she told me this story and I had, didn't physically feel it, but she was waiting for her parents and they had left early and she heard someone calling her name from her mom's room and they were like, Jennifer, Jennifer. And she forgot that her parents had left and she goes into the room and there's, she described like a figure of a woman like sitting on the bed, right? And that called her name. That called her name. And the oh, figure looks up and there's like no face. And she, like, she just was never scared, so she, like, backed away, and um, the figure disappeared, right? That was, like, my most vivid memory of her telling me something that she had experienced. 
she had all these stories and I had like seen some some like just questionable stuff with her these were all like peppered out throughout when we were um we were kids and then finally when we were in high school and she ended up living with us there was one night where we were really really into going to shows right we would like sneak out of the house drive up to Austin we must have been like 16 like just barely 16 yeah um we drive up to Austin all the time or we'd go to San Marcos and we'd like you know we were in San Antonio at the time and that was like an hour away not too bad if you're like lying to your parents for a night and you need to like go and come back okay but it's like you know so that night she this was like maybe like an a week or two after she had moved in with us permanently everything was really new and she like we had shared a bedroom and she was like sleeping across from me so like where I would from where I could sleep I could see her sleeping but that night we had driven up to Austin we'd gone to a show and then we'd kind of like snuck in a little later than we were supposed to and gone to sleep and that night I had this dream where we were coming out of the same show the same music okay. music show right and that we had just gone to in the dream and we were coming out of the show she was looking over at me and my phone started ringing and so I picked up my phone this is in the dream in the dream I picked up my phone I was like hello and it was her she was like that's not me standing next to you that's not me walking out with you hey get away from her leave her like leave right now but then Okay. The person standing next to me was like, hang up the phone, hang up the phone. So I had these two iterations of her, like one on the phone, one standing next to me in the dream who were like, yeah, both at the same time, hang up the phone and get away from her. Yeah. And I remember waking up very startled, really, really like shaken. And I didn't know it at the time, but I had sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, like, yeah. little 16, 17-year-old me, I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm never going to wake up from this nightmare. And I looked over at her, and she was asleep. And over her bed, I could see, like, this kind of, like, misty gray smoke floating over her, right? But I couldn't move. So I couldn't get to her. I couldn't do anything. And it must have been, like, a minute, not even that long. But then finally, like, I like got out of the sleep paralysis and like ran over to her and I woke her up and I woke her up and she was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, there's this thing. I can see this thing over you. And we both looked back over my bed. We also saw like the, ex we described mm -hmm. it as exactly the same, like this misty gray oh. smoke that was like over the bed. Well, not really even smoke, <sighs> just kind of a fog. And then it was over. And like, it's just like one of those moments where you, you would just brush it off as like, it probably didn't happen. I was probably remembering that wrong, except for the fact that she saw it too. Like exactly the same thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a cosine. So, but it's like, again, so it goes back to this relationship with this person who's very triggered by otherworldly events and like otherworldly happenings and seeings and, um, you know, I have a history of brujería in my life, like my grandmother practice, which is like a form of like witchcraft in Mexico. And oh, okay, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know what that is. Okay, and um, like my grandma practice, it's like a, it's a lot of like healing practices, but it's also mixed in with like some real shady, weird stuff that's kind of like witch based. You know, it's it is witch based. It's witchery. It's brujería. But um, okay. so I had that history in my life and she had that history in her life. And I think that that's kind of like where we connected. Um, but we lost touch with each other after that. And we had all these moments where 
we just felt kind of connected to each other by something else. But when I was 20, um, I went to study abroad for, um, in college. I went to Italy for like six months Okay. and I came back and she wasn't around anymore. She wasn't staying with my mom and they were like, yeah, we haven't talked to her. And I tried to get in touch with her cause it was almost her birthday. And, um, she, I had found out that she was in rehab that she like had started using like drugs really hardcore. Oh wow. And it was like one of those moments where I saw all of the signs of it like as I thought back to all of our interactions as we were getting older and like what like yeah. we went down and like her cousins were using and stuff like that and I was just like naive me it was just like she was like really overweight at one point and then she lost a bunch of weight like uh, okay. In a year, maybe lost like 80 pounds, something crazy. Oh, wow. And I was just like, wow, she's doing a really good job exercising. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like she was like had a hardcore like drug habit and I didn't see it. And that like, you know, I finally talked to her like maybe a couple months after that, maybe when I was like 21. And she was just like, I, she was like, I can't talk to you anymore. Like she, like the drugs, like she was like embarrassed and she thought it wouldn't be like good for our friendship anymore. And so like I lost her this and ever since like that was maybe like a course of 10 years, right? Maybe since we were like 10 or 11 until we were 20, 21. And yeah, I've never seen, I've never had any other ghost interactions since then in my life. Wow. And she's, you know, like even know where she is now. No, we had like such a big falling out because of the drug thing that like she, just really disassociated herself from me. And it was a lot of weird stuff. I'm going to get really sad about it sometimes now too. Cause she, I like want to find her and I've found her a couple of times on social media and then she's like said hi, but then like kind of yeah ghosted me, you know, ghosted, ghosted. me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, in real life. Yeah. Uh, but she, um, yeah, she was like, I, it was a lot of like kind of emotional stuff of, I can't talk to you anymore or this projection of I'm never going to be as good as you, even though that was never a thing where we had argued about or had like pressured her to do anything. Yeah. Um, but I think when you're using that hard and you see someone succeeding in a different way than you, it's hard to relate yourself to them, you know? Yeah. Um, let me, uh, I'll, I'll go with this question because you're a writer. Okay. I'm a writer. Uh, has this friendship influenced your work in any way? Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah. Okay. I feel like a lot of the good stuff that I write about or the stuff that feels good that I write about is like conflict between women, especially women that are family, right? Like, yeah, I was just, I did this pass for the show that I'm on right now, um, of a sister argument and it just felt so natural. Like the first thing I did was I wrote, I actually wrote out an argument that like my sister and I have had before of Mm. where we just say the most awful things to each other that you, I, I would say my sister is the person in life that I am the meanest to without any regret or shame. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of works that way. But, um, but I wrote out that cutting mean fight. Um, and then I used it in the scene that I wrote and it felt really like honest. Yeah. And I think about, um, I think about friendships like that sometimes. And I think about honesty too, in that way of like, maybe if I had told her I'd been worried about her or if I had told her I'd loved her more or yeah. told her I cared about her more that she w- this wouldn't have happened and we'd still be friends. But I think about that friendship a lot because I think 
friendships that are really deep and long lasting like that are really rare. Yeah. I mean, well, cause I, and I asked that question because sometimes, you know, the, the opposite happens where, you know, something's painful or traumatic for you and then you choose not to write about it, talk about it, you know, use it creatively. Like you kind of like just put it in the, the vault, you know, you don't go there. I'm waiting to pull out like all my like relationship trauma. I'm going to pull them out at the exact like perfect time. Um, but I think what, I mean, there's a lot of elements obviously to the story that are freaky. Uh, obviously you both saw this like gray mist. Yeah. But I think w- which is a thing, like that is like a thing that's to me <laughs> freaks me out. Freaks you out. Uh, so the article that I was trying to pull out, it was like seven ways that like, you know that you're being haunted. It's like one, have you been punched, slapped or pinched? <laughs> I was like two, have your eyelids been pulled? And I was like, this is starting to sound like real, like domestic, how seven ways to know you're being domestically abused. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, uh, well, I guess, you know, uh, the, sort of the prologue of you know your friendship you know falls you know falls apart and 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 it's no longer and then you've never seen any sort of supernatural thing personally no because i think that like those things are really attached to those experiences are attached to people and people were who have a connection to i i am spiritual in a way that like i don't think i believe in god but i think i believe in something we don't understand and i think that spirituality is like a part of that of like which could or may could or could not include ghosts or spirits or apparitions or ever, however you want to yeah. classify them i mean here's uh let me see if i could try to get heady or meta about it but Let's do it. it's like you you are not physically friends with this person Mm-mm. but the fact that sort of she was this like release or conduit to spiritual or mystical occurrences yeah is like it's like she never left you too i don't know i don't know how else to say it you know what i mean well i've had like there have been like moments in my life aside from her well this is interesting because there was these were also happening while we were friends right is like yeah my dad left my mom at a very when i was like maybe like eight or nine and then um came back when he came back he was like dating another woman and he was like um kind of like still messing around but still trying to like make my mom and his relationship work but there he was dating this woman who was like self-classified bruja so we'd come home and there'd be like our yard would be covered in like black crow's feathers or like what? another time we'd come home and there'd be like dolls heads attached from the bodies and the bodies would be wrapped in like twine. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, what is going on? I come from a weird family. Oh my and gosh. And um, that was happening now that I think about it kind of around the same time we were like, I had was forming this deep friendship with this girl, right? Yeah. Who also had that going on in her life. So I sometimes maybe like the confluence of those things at the same time, just like make something weird in the, yeah. in the otherworldly spiritual nature of our lives happen. Or like, does it really just happen? Like one, like, I don't really, I mean, it's not, I'm not like an expert on. Have ghost, you ever seen a ghost? 
Uh, that, oh, you I, have. I, that is, I remember. Yes, that this is, is. I had a similar experience, which is on another episode of this series. Oh my god, that's uh, right. I remember. Yeah. Uh, tune into other episodes. Uh, yeah, no, I had a similar thing. To this day, I don't want to believe that that happened. Yeah. Because I cannot. I I cannot explain it. Right. Like logically, I have no explanation on how you and another person could see some kind of spirity thing right like i just have no i don't know what to do other because than... it's like validation like you see things but on your own i think that i've seen things on my own and like dismissed them as like that's probably not real or i'm probably not remembering that right yeah you know and then you you have this validation of this other person and you can't avoid it anymore right exactly yeah yeah it's like i i have to like you can't like rationalize your way out of it part of me has to accept that happened yeah you know and i don't want to accept it so in my case like my experience i buried because i didn't know what to do with it Mm -hmm. i I didn't i didn't know it wasn't like a creative vessel for me or or a source of inspiration it was just like i don't know what to wrap my head around this so i'm gonna forget about it i find it i find it to be something that i care and even the things that didn't happen to me like she has more stories from like um, her grandmother owned this like big ranch like in, in McAllen and all these like kind of creepy things that would happen kind of in and out of the ranch. I wrote like a short story about it that is making the rounds <laughs> and doing pretty well. But it's uh, <laughs> the uh, the things that would even happen to her, I kind of like still carry with me. Like the memories of the things that she told me she saw, uh-huh. right? Yeah. That, and they still like kind of influence in like just, just in tiny ways like color of the way I write, you know? Yeah. Um, I remember she she has this memory because the ranch was so close to the border, right? So she would see people who were who had recently like crossed the border, kind of like sneaking through her grandmother, the cornfields behind like her grandmother's house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just the imagery of that. And she has it. She I remember she was telling me she was sitting out on a windowsill, sill like at you know like five six in the morning because she couldn't sleep, and just like watching these people like cross through the mm-hmm. cornfields. Right. It didn't happen to me, but the color of it because i can picture the place and her yeah. is so very like vivid in my mind this uh I, this kind of whole this whole tale kind of kind of reminds me of like sort of a classic movie trope where like you know you're like in a like in a if it was a movie right the friend is dying on the deathbed tells you you know tell my story share it with the world and then they're gone from your life physically yeah i see kind of a sort of a parallel of like your friend was in rehab was like i can't we can't really talk anymore this is sort of like yeah it's time to part ways but like 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 her energy or her stories are still very much part of your like your thoughts and your right and it's funny to me because it's like she's still out there somewhere as long as she's no right right i hope she's not right it's like i um i yeah, I feel like sometimes I carry her like a memory, even though she's a she's still there. But I guess it's all relationships that end, right? Like you carry the good, memorable moments, or you know, sometimes yeah. even the bad moments. And those those people, even well, yeah. though you loved and cared about them very much at one point, though they were there with you through a big moment, um, are no longer there anymore, and you still have this ghost of them with you, right? It's true. Yeah, yeah, like. It- there's always skeletons in the closet, so to speak. And, and, but sometimes people just are buried and like, I just, Oh, I, if you didn't mention it, like 
I wouldn't have talked about a certain person unless you mentioned it to me because I just forgot about it or it's just not present. But it seems like she, it was like a, I don't know, it's like a weird, like, it's almost like she knew like things were going to have to come to an end in some kind of way because of her, I guess so. Her, her shame or her recovery from drug use or rehab or whatever. And yeah, you know, you and her have this like final sort of goodbye moment, but it's not goodbye because she's still very much, but it is goodbye because it's like, what part of me is ever going to go back to Texas and like search for, like I have, I've done that before. I've like searched for her online. I've searched for her um, through mutual friends, and I always hit this dead end of either like, oh, she doesn't live here anymore, or like she, yeah. or she was here and isn't here anymore, um, and it just comes, kind of becomes like exhausting. It's like so. At like what point? Like I'm never gonna, I'm never. The chances of me ever seeing her again are so s- slim, you know. Well, I mean, for for now, but once millions of people (laughs) (laughs) once millions of people hear this podcast yeah yeah. if you are out there jennifer i would like to see you again wow uh well let me uh let me just ask uh i do i do ask this question a lot but um i certainly will ask it for you as we wrap up um you know uh i mean this person is still very much in some way present in your in your life but this is a story you don't tell publicly uh, so how do, you, I, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel now? Like, you, I mean, it's like out there. I, I talk about her publicly, but I never talk about like how she attaches me to this um, feeling of spirituality. Right. So like, yeah, yeah right, right. you know what I mean? Like I miss her. I for sure miss her. Like we, you know, discovered music together and discovered, um, you know, like writing and literature and poetry and like she was just a, a big influence in like who I am as an artist. She was an artist too. Um, well, tur- turned yeah. a pharmacist. <laughs> uh, was I mean your formative years? Yeah, right of growing up and yeah. maturing, right? So that was like your closest. I think friend. I, yeah. I think about that like in, um, yeah, in the things that you do that are like new. Like when I like I like to think that like UT I think was a lot of at University of Texas in Austin. That was where I went to undergrad. Okay. Um, I feel like that was where I like formulated myself as an artist okay. in Texas, you know, and I think of USC very differently. I think of USC almost as like, uh, a, like, like management program of like how to manage your career. <laughs> like it's very like technical, you know, how to work on a set. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. If anyone, For those of you that don't know, Dave and I went to USC. We, we did go to USC film school. It, I would describe it more of, I mean, trade school. Trade sort of, school is sort of sort of dumbs it down. A really but expensive ass trade school. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's it's not an auteur program. No, like, like you're no, not. No, you're no. not you're getting n- the. I'm going to do every aspect of the movie person. No, it, it, it's specific skills, specific, you know, specializations that you learn. That yeah. Oh yeah, USC like the goal is to like crank out like people in all positions of film, right? Yeah, so it's like you, let's like you know infiltrate the entire market with usc alumni right it's it's not necessarily the school where you're gonna have the artist that spends like 10 years working on one single film that's like right super high art like art house you know it's like not that vibe i literally saw a film from cal arts about a man turning into a lobster and i was like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever (laughs) seen this is like before the lobster yeah maybe somebody saw that film and then made the lobster 
there you go yeah um <laughs> it was me but uh well i guess i mean well i guess you've you've revealed publicly that this person is sort of your uh, tie, a major tie to your past and present spiritual experiences I and I and I think a large reason I have friends now who are very spiritual my friend Molly I think is my other witchy friend um but like I something about that specific relationship is just like really like I still like really like follow astrology and I know like some people think it's like really kooky and but I think that because that is something that we did very like heavily as in our friendship as we were like again forming who we were is like we'd look up our horoscope every day and we'd like mm-hmm. kind of like follow what like it meant and what the, our rising sign is and our moon sign and i think all that stuff like it just stays with you as a human and influences you in different ways no exa- yeah exactly it's just like what well, kind of happened organically too yeah totally right? Right? it's like an organic experience and then that kind of has carried with you yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of it comes from like our experience of being like Mex- young, punk-loving Mexican kids and the border of like not like it being kind of like a drug. Like I like to think of like those summers down there that I would spend with those like dry, these dry, boring Texas heat-filled summers where we would just stay inside and kind of like divinate ourselves into witches, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> I don't know. I just I just I just feel it's just random. Uh, I feel like. There's like some cinematic element to this, you know, and like I could see you. At- and it colors w- the way I make films now, I think. Yeah, right. Like I just wrote um, this feature about a girl who instead of she's like wait, she's in South Texas and she's waiting to get her period. She's 11. And instead of getting her period, she turns into um, a witch called a lechusa, which for your audience and for you, if you don't know, a lechusa is also a witch, but it appears to you in the form of an owl. Okay. And a, a white owl. So if oh, you're okay. like, if you're, for example, these are all these are like parables for like not staying out too late at night as a young South Texan girl and being too slutty as you will and like go, being sure. being a proper girl and coming home early. But yeah. if the story of with the lechu says if you stay out too late, say, and you are out past midnight and you three hear three hoots, it means lechusa is coming for you. Hmm. And her whole goal is to, like, you know, stay pretty, stay, like, a pretty, like, fine-looking witch. And so she'll steal the souls of these young girls and, and like, you know, Ooh. masquerade around as an owl in the day and be a hot witch at night. <laughs> hot witch. Hashtag hot witch. Yes. Okay. <laughs> On that note, uh, I just want to thank you for, for doing this. It's been fun. On that hot witch note. I just want to say, please get off my show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not how it works. No, no, no. no, we just, you know. Here I am. It's time to, time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye, Dave. Uh, thanks again to Lindsay Villarreal. She's a writer. Her most recent credit, Sacred Lies on Facebook. Sacred Lies on Facebook. And I'm working on the show Vida on Stars right now. Vida on Stars. Uh, and also... Uh, a, a fan of confrontation fan of confrontation <laughs> and witchy stuff and i'm yeah. really excited that it's almost october because i'm gonna see all the scary movies yeah as a yeah this has been taped uh right before october so yeah but it'll probably be out around then too yes i hope i hope probably what great timing 
But yeah, thanks again, and uh, we will talk soon. Cool. Bye. Bye. Ready for another episode? Well, check us out at beststoryinevertold.com, or also find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or a number of other podcast aggregators. And if you're interested in sponsoring a future episode of this series, please contact us at beststoryinevertold at gmail.com. <laughs>